decide to get a little morning exercise. It's been a bit warm, of course, but, you know, you're sure you can handle it. We all think we can handle it, right? Leave the house, start a light jog. You notice sweat forming, and it doesn't seem to be coming off. Ugh, this is unbearable. Then poof, you're talking to your creator. Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanik. This week, we're going to be talking about if weather can spontaneously kill you. But before we get there, as usual, I hope you're having some good weather. You know, episodes a little late, even by my, you know, kind of weekend flexible schedule. And I'm sorry about that. I'm hoping everybody can tolerate it a little bit. I had this great idea. So I'm on a summer road trip with lots of miles involved. But one of the places going is the Dakotas. I've never been to the Dakotas here in the U.S. And I thought, oh, it'd be kind of neat. Record an episode. Do it while you're there. Even be outside and do it. I brought my microphone, all that kind of stuff. And I got here. And, well, you know, there's this thing that makes recording particularly difficult outside. And it's the wind. Now, on top of that, it's been really, really hot. But I can I can tolerate that. But we're going to actually, it's interesting because we're going to be talking about heat. So I thought it'd be relevant. I thought, oh, I can relate. Be talking about how hot it is outside and et cetera. But the wind levels were just too high when I was trying to do recording, and I did try a couple different times, and it just didn't die down enough where I wasn't going to get a lot of blowing. And I don't know if you've ever watched people on YouTube or seen some of these videos where people are trying to do a recording, and there's nothing worse. It's it's like being on a mobile phone call with somebody or Skype call or Zoom call or any of that kind of stuff, right? And you're going along, and everything seems to be going fine, and then all of a sudden it's just you can't hear anything. And I don't want that to happen. So I've decided not to. So now you may hear the air conditioning kick in in the hotel room. I'm still in the Badlands. Well, I'm technically not. I'm in Rapid City, South Dakota. But I'm in the vicinity of the Badlands. And I'm going to be here for a couple days. So I may try to do another episode in the Badlands. If the wind dies down, I'll do it. If not, again, it, it may happen over the weekend. But we'll see. We'll see if I can pull that off. Now. I had an interesting weather thing happen to me this week. I had the security camera in my apartment get set off from lightning flashes outside. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It was kind of funny. I kept get, I was getting these ding notifications because my phone goes off when I've got the security camera on and it, if it does any motion detect. And I was watching the video because it's a spot where sun can sometimes come through like at certain times of day like if it's been cloudy and then it breaks it may trigger it against the glass because you know it sees that but i'd never seen it with lightning so i had that eh, it's kind of kind of a cool thing but we're going to get to this stuff about heat and we're going to talk a little bit about heat and we're going to talk a little bit about it in the context of all these heat waves we've been having here in the u.s and not just in the u.s it's been going on in other parts of the globe and I wanted to talk to it because I had a headline that came across my desk. That sounds so old, right? I had a headline that went into some feed on a mobile device or a computer. Let's be clear. And it contained three words, three words that, you know, we're attention grabbers. Weather, well, of course, that's going to get me, right? Spontaneous, right? And death. So, 
it's provocative. That's definitely going to trigger me to open it up. And I did. And it actually referred to some research that had been done. And I went and pulled up the article. And the, the, article, the article for the research itself will be in the show notes. And you can go and take a look at it. But the article, right, I looked for the word spontaneous, not in there. Looked for the word death, not even mentioned in, in there. But the article was about the idea of wet bulb temperatures. Now, we've talked about it, a slightly different version of this before, a wet bulb globe temperature. And we've talked about it in this kind of very context. It, it was more about um, athletic activities in the summertime and how we've become more sophisticated in our understanding of how weather, and not just the temperature, but things like humidity, things like how much actual direct sunlight is beating down on you, come into play to influence what your body can tolerate and when it becomes too much. Now, this research was focused on the idea of just the wet bulb part of it. Now, a little refresher, right? We're going to do a little, little weather science here. Wet bulb temperature, it's kind of an, an awkward thing. It's not something you'd necessarily think about, but I'll tell you why, why it's relevant. So imagine you take a, just a standard old school thermometer, you know, mercury filled or whatever, one that you've seen, none of this digital fancy stuff. And you take that little bottom bulb and you wrap it up in, let's just say, some, you know, cotton swab of some kind or you know some gauze bandage if you will of, of some kind but you keep it moist right so somehow it's wicking moisture from you know maybe some close by source you don't want to just dunk the thermometer in water because what you want that little piece of cotton or or bandage to be exposed to is you want it to be exposed to the air okay you want the wind to be able to blow by it and continuously be able to kind of wick away that moisture. Now, if you've ever dealt with being out in, in a moisture situation, you and I both know that when it's really humid and that sweat doesn't go away, it makes you feel even hotter. But when it's going away, you feel cooler. And that's exactly what's going on with wet bulb. To actually evaporate water, you take heat from the situation. And that's why they call it evaporative cooling, right? Is you're pulling or extracting heat out of the situation. In this case, you're extracting it out of the thermometer that's at a certain temperature, right? And so the idea of this research was trying to examine at what point does that temperature not coming down because it's not getting any cooler and this would be because the outside air the combination of the humidity and the temperature are such that it can't wick away any more heat because the system around it or the environment around it is already overloaded what is the magic temperature where it becomes problematic for humans and what they figured out was that the value is about 35 degrees Celsius, right? And as you know, we do these things in, in research papers. It's a little different. So for those that don't deal with the Celsius scale, right? 25 is a very normal temperature. You'll hear 24, 25. That's in that 75, 77 degree range. So just add nine to get to 30 and add another nine. That's, I know, that's how the math works out to get to 35. So we're talking in the mid 90s Fahrenheit. And as you all know, 
the human body, what is it? You know, we all have, we learned this early on, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And again, I'm not going to keep doing all the conversions between Celsius and Fahrenheit. I, I, I'm guessing everybody can kind of do it. But but the gap just gets too small is, is the fundamental premise here is if we sweat for a reason, right? And the whole reason we sweat and perspire is for our body to be cooled off. That's why we have this mechanism, right, is to help us be able to cool off. And if we can't cool off, at some point, in theory, it should overwhelm our system. And what they found out is this 35-degree Celsius number, roughly 95 degrees Fahrenheit, It's you don't have enough variance between your body temperature and the outside temperature, this wet bulb temperature. But keep in mind, it's because the it can't evaporate the sweat anymore you become unable to cool. And if you're unable to cool, sooner or later, your body is going to become overwhelmed. All right? That's what they talked about. That's where they talked about this theoretical limit for the human body. Now, keep in mind, I want to make something very clear. This is an idea of what it could be in general. And as with all things having to do with the human body, that probably means there's a wide range right? Some people may be sensitive to a number underneath that, and some people may be able to tolerate more, but this is kind of, it's kind of like we, we all don't have the same temperature, right? All of us, our normal natural temperature can vary somewhat. It, we vary throughout the day, but each of us have kind of our own set, and it's the same thing with this thing. Now, why do I have a problem with this, right? Or, or what threw me off that made me want to go try to deal with this, all right? It's pretty clear spontaneous death, right? I, I thought, I, really, when I saw that article headline, I was like, oh, this could be interesting. There's some combination of elements that magically, all of a sudden, you just die. Well, clearly, that's not the case, and clearly, that's not the research. But what I found interesting was I went and did a search, and this has been a hot-button topic this year because of all these heat waves. So there's a lot of people talking about it, some people reference this research article from a year ago. Some people don't. But the way this one headline was written, it was even written as such as if the government, I mean, th this is where we get into problems with media, right? It was written as such the government is funding about how weather causes spontaneous death. That's not what they were researching at all. It's not. It's not what the government was spending. Just because there was government grant money into it, doesn't. the government didn't do any of the investigation. I could go on and on. But then I started thinking about the fact, is it all bad, right? I was reading some of these other headlines. Again, there were a lot of them. And some of them were well-written. Although I found a well-written article on a page that had so many ads, it kept crashing as I was scrolling through it. That isn't particularly useful. But I, you know, I, was, I was wondering, does that headline, does that kind of over-the-top headline actually make us pay attention? And make us pay attention in a way that will actually walk away finding something useful that we can work to, or does it cross the boundary? For me, it, it went over. And this is kind of where I'm, I'm curious. And, you know, through all the contact information now, what is it about the weather? Gmail.com. Same on Twitter, or Mark underscore Jelinek on Twitter as well. Where is that threshold, right? Is if you find a headline that goes too far, do you just bolt away, right? Do you walk away from that story? Do you walk away but do a different search in Google? 
Because like I said, when I did a different search in Google, it also got me back to that same fundamental article and I got the useful information. Or is it just a complete miss? You know, does it just make you not even want to read anything, you know, for a while on weather? And so therefore the opportunity is lost to actually get some useful information because the the research article that all these people referenced, it's over a year old. And I sure none of these authors, you, you know, I'm, they're glad to be getting the attention now, but none of them probably got the attention a year ago that they're getting now. So this isn't new research. And to me, it's just a first step. If you basically they laid the groundwork and we've talked about this before for someone else investigating this further because they clearly didn't identify something where you spontaneously die. But what they identified was at what thresholds and, and the idea that they were examining is as the ch climate has been changing on our planet, are we getting to a point where there's going to be more of these episodes where we start to see more of this? Because quite frankly, heat waves kill people all the time that never meet that criteria. Happens all the time. But they were trying to understand was, are we at more risk? And particularly, are we at risk for people who may not be able to afford getting to air conditioning and other situations? And how are we going to deal with, you know, they were proposing, you know, we need to be thinking about the idea of this, right? They weren't panicking. They were, they were proposing, hey, this is a, this is a marker, if you will where it's going to become a big issue. And as we see this happen more and more within the context of what's going on around us, we need to start being prepared for that. That was all logical. The research article was logical. This, you know, journalistic story about it was not. The headline went overboard. The, the quotes went overboard. And that's why you won't find a link in my show notes about this one. Because for me... It didn't help. It made the problem worse because while I may sit here and, and read through this stuff and do a podcast about it, I'm guessing most people won't, right? So it went too far. But I am really curious, does it work for you as an individual? Where is that threshold of the headline went too far? Or does the headline not matter? And I know how I am, you know, I treat things differently. I know I do with politics versus business news versus other things, but I also know that my nature of going in and digging a little deeper comes into play with that. And I don't know that everybody's the same on that. My life experiences tell me a lot of people are not. And so what I hope people don't walk away with is that they walk away after seeing that headline and reading that article really thinking, or, or they read the headline. They didn't even read the article. I, we all do that sometimes. We see some headline and we walk away going, oh, weather can spontaneously kill you. Let's be clear. Those temperatures in that situation, even under extreme environments that cause that, it's not going to creep up on you. You're not going to just magically walk out someday and not know that it was going to be hot and just be overwhelmed like that. Not likely. Sure, is it possible? Of course it's possible. But for most of us, anywhere that that sort of situation would arise, we're aware of it. And most of the time, people in the situations where it can happen take precautions, not because they're expecting it to happen that day, but just because no one wants to be out in a situation that's going to cause that amount of heat. An inability for the human body to cool off, right? Doesn't mean we can always escape it. But... Again, 
what I expected them to tell me was, you know, there was some temperature like, you know, 130 Fahrenheit, and, and I knew it wouldn't be exactly that, where truly the body would just all of a sudden stop on a dime. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about at some point the when your body can't cool off properly, it could kill you. It could kill you. That's relevant. That's important. That's a decision-making element that you need to, to you know, work into your knowledge base. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the right balance is to trigger people to take things seriously, as we say. Right? And in this case, I see so many weather articles when we talk about, you know, there was no warning for the, you hear them all the time. Well, you don't hear them all the time. I hear them all the time because I'm paying attention to them. But we have these situations pop up every so often is did somebody go too far? You know, the tropical, I was talking about this when I was talking about the weather wars, right? This Fox News headline that was talking about catastrophic damage sort of thing that just wasn't realistic. Okay, and I see it, you know, there was no warning for the tornadoes. Well, you come to find out there was. And that person may not have gotten it, but there was warnings, whatever it might be. So what is the balance? So I guess the, the takeaways are, you know, let me know. Let me know what you think about where the right balance is on maybe the headline is provocative, but when you read the article, it makes sense. Is that right? Don't know. And do you apply a different standard for weather than you do for other topics of relevance to you? Do you expect it to be more down to earth or does that not get you to act enough? Curious to know your thoughts on that, right? Curious to know if you think it's right, wrong, or where the balance is. Because I went and read the research, which will be linked in the show notes. And it's useful knowledge, like I said earlier, to have. Because maybe someday it, it might give you information you need that could save your life, right? How do we make sure that people walk away with a nugget without walking away, going, shaking their heads like I was after reading that article, going, I can't believe that was ever even published, right? But I guess, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is when it's really hot around you, like it is in the heat wave I'm in the middle of right now, before you go out in really hot weather, just remember there is much more to the weather than the weather itself. <laughs>